You are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hello. And our third man today joining us once again is the incomparable Derek Mateo. Hello, everybody. Yes. For those of you who don't know Derek, Derek uh, is a photographer. He's a young photographer. I and mean, we're not old photographers. Well, you're not an old photographer. You're getting there. Yeah. But uh, Derek is, is very young and uh, studying. And uh, do you go, I mean, you're in school. Are you going to school for photography? No, I'm, I'm done. I, you're done? I, I didn't study photography at all. Well, oh, hey, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just studying through Boo and, and, and Gary. It's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious. <laughs> I just want to say that um, we're excited to have Derek here, but he's only here because my minivan was in the <laughs> shop and I needed a ride. You mean well, Gary is only here because he had a ride. That's a terrible thing. Oh, I heard you say your minivan was in the shop, but I didn't understand that he, yeah, so he brought you. Yeah. So he rode with Derek. Would you like to be on the podcast? Yes. Great. You can drive. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah. Actually, he didn't even offer to be on the podcast. He just asked, to just, asked for the ride. You can sit. I was going to be on. You can sit outside. Oh, I have an interesting, uh, an interesting story about that. Here's a, here's a funny thing that happened. So we bought our minivan almost a year ago, uh, right before Ellie, our daughter, was born. And um, it, it, when you buy from this certain dealership, every used vehicle has a, a warranty that carries it for one year or up to a hundred thousand miles. It's the powertrain warranty, which essentially just covers the the motor and the transmission, right? And so. It, it's not comprehensive. Pretty much very specific things have to go wrong with your car for that warranty to cover it. Basically, it's just so, just so they can sell it and say it's got a warranty. Right. Like it's a certified pre-owned right, car or whatever. Right, right. But in all honesty, the amount of cars that, one, have a specific problem that falls into what it covers within that first year, they probably very rarely actually have to. Well, honor, no, honor they, they, they want to make money off the warranties, and so you know that the odds are you're not going to use it. Right, but it comes with every used car they sell. So long story short, I had to take the car in because it started slipping out of gear while I was driving. And I've secretly been praying that, because that, this is a 2008, so I've been secretly pl- praying that the transmission would die before the warranty, that one year, 100,000 right, mile warranty. Right, right. And so, you know, if it's going to go wrong, I'd hate for that transmission to die like one week after we reach that landmark. So... It was driving, and the car slipped out of gear, and I was like, oh, that's weird, and then it did it again, and then it did it again, and then I said, oh, honey, we're parking it. This thing's not safe to drive, and in my mind, I'm going, hell yes, <laughs> the transmission, yes. Yeah, He's like, the now trans- they're going to have to get me a new transmission, so I took it in, and after a lot of hemming and hawing, they did honor it, and they're fixing it, and so I did fall within that warranty, within that time. Yeah. I feel like I won the golden ticket, yeah. get a new transmission on my minivan. All right. For nothing, which I had, is really exciting. I had that happen, but, but I, I came out even. I bought a, a car that had some sort of air ride shock, and it was a, a used car. And they were like, "Well, you can you can buy a you know, extended warranty. It covers the air ride shocks and everything." Uh, and they said, uh, "If you research online, you'll see that these shocks tend to go around fifty five thousand miles, and you're buying this car with fifty thousand miles on it." So I was like, "Okay." So I bought the extended warranty. Like a month and a half later, bam, the shocks go. I take it in. They replace it. I paid $1,500 for the warranty. If I hadn't had the warranty, it would have cost me $1,500 to replace those air ride shocks. Seems like it just so, evened out. So it just evened out. You know who At you least are. I got my money's worth. You're even Steven. I'm, I'm always oh, even. Gosh. I'm always even. Okay, so before we get started on the show, I have something I wanted to... Uh, I want to share with you today. Okay. We, we received this catalog in the mail. My wife gets catalogs from everywhere there is. You can possibly get a catalog. People still use catalogs. Oh, yes. And my wife gets them all. Besides, like, the Girl Scouts and oh, schools. Oh, at, at, um, at the holidays, it's crazy the amount of catalogs we get. She's on every list. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so this one's called uh, Whatever Works, 
Garden Home Pest Control. Okay, so it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. Whatever works here. Whatever works. So it's one of those catalogs. So so here's a here's a typical page. I want to give All it right. to you now. You just me. follow along. Just play along. Stay right there. Okay. I'm right and I want you to look at that page, and 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 you'll see that there are many things on that page. And you can yep. just you know, pick something at random to describe to the audience what as so they get an idea of what what kind of stuff they're going to see in the sure, catalog. Sure, sure. A bunch of different things. Just throw off a couple of quick ones, like you know, there's a flashlight on that page, right? Well, they have a, a retro kitchen timer. There you go, and some and just a few other things. And then there's the um, turn. Turn your microwave into a grill pan. There you go. And the um, never burn your hands again gloves. Okay, there you go. Now flip the page. One more page. And let's go to another page there. So you can see the variety of things in the Whatever It Works catalog. Now go ahead and just describe a couple of things on that page. Um, 60 second oven cleaner. Uh-huh, there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, screen cleaning brush. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's good. Let's go to the second. Then one more page. Just oh stay with gosh. me here. Stay with me. I'm with you. Trust me. I'm not, I one more page and a couple of things on that page, please. Um, a um, a uh, ice chest. There you go. And a a dryer. Yeah, and there's a lot of things on the page. It's just full of full um, of stuff, right? Faster drying. Like uh, soften mall. your clothes. Yeah, whatever works. Balls. Garden, home, pest control. Whatever works. So let's go one more page there. Just oh, oh wait. There's like a, a a drain cleaner. Great. Like it's like a pipe cleaner that you just shove down your drain. A right. vent duct D- brush. Does it catch hair. Oh, there you go. All yeah, right. Let's go right. to the next page and just describe a couple things on that. Oh page. my god. <laughs> just uh, feel free to describe a couple of the items on that page, Gary. Oh, that fall sh- right into the same range wow. as everything else that you've. That, he is, uh, that, 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 but he has now flipped the page back so, so that now Derek is seeing what Gary is seeing. Uh, first this item on the Gary's page, the, the Princess Rechargeable Massager, four-speed vibration, four-speed rotation. <laughs> That's right. This marvelous massager puts a range of pleasures at your fingertips. Okay, no, okay no. I don't, we don't need to go into I think, detail about the massager. <laughs> Are there any other massagers on that page, perhaps? Every single item uh, what, on this page. What, what, what would sometimes be charitably described as a meritable aid? Yes, absolutely. There's the Butterfly Personal Massager. Yes. The Tantric Chakra Massager. Yes. Is there anything the Adonis like on there? Extender? The, the, oh, the Adonis Extender. Ooh, that's for Adonis. men. Oh, I think I know somebody named Adonis. Ooh, the Jelly Swirl Massager. Yeah, and on the front of the catalog, there is a picture of a paring knife, a dining room table, and a flashlight. Yeah, that's and, true. <laughs> <laughs> and about 40 pages in, there's a double-page spread of nothing but hardcore marital aids. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Boy, do they know their audience. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they know they're sending this home for the moms to go, okay, we got to buy right. something. And um, here's and, that here's that thing that helps you suck bugs up off the wall, and then you flip the page, and here's hello. What I mean, and this is like there's a leaf blower, exactly. Uh, potted plants. Ooh, the rugged professional quality expanding hose. I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> those are great. And then, that's an actual hose. That's expanding an actual hose. So page fifty six of the Whatever Works Garden Home and Pest yes. Control catalog is just uh, vibrators and dildos. Yes, it is. It is unbelievably. It is. Where did you get this? It came in the mail, oh and not God. in a brown paper rack, wrapper or anything. It's just a regular and a totally. And we've gotten this. We've got this before, so it's like no big deal. You're like, oh, it's like the Brookstone catalog. So when you got when you opened this and you said, okay, now I got Christmas covered. <laughs> was just, Bobby was just sitting there on the couch flipping through the catalogs, and she was like, oh my god, you know the kids could have flipped through this catalog. Yeah, that's um shocking. Yes, surprising. Yes, and it's not like one slipped into the book. It's an entire double page spread. However, it's informative and potentially <laughs> useful because yeah. I've never heard of an extender like that yes. before. That's I just I think it's hilarious that the catalog is garden, so intricate. Garden, home, pest control. I think they're missing a category. <laughs> and dildos. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with photography, but when I saw this, I was like, oh, Gary has to see this. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. So it's the Whatever Works catalog, Thank ladies. You for sharing like is there, a, is there a, like a little insert where I can subscribe to yeah. that? <laughs> That'd be really great. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. You'll be getting one. Get the I wife will. signed up for that.
Yeah, so I, we that's that was just hilarious. We couldn't believe when that catalog arrived, and, and it's not that. And we've received that catalog for years. That's awesome, and that's new. So, what else is going on this week? Oh, that's it. That was my big thing. That was your that in new packages. Yes, soon. Do what? Said, no, not, <laughs> not expecting any new packages. No. So I uh, I shot an engagement session this week. Uh, I haven't shot an engagement session in in months. You know, most of our brides and grooms are from out of town, or they live out of town, or they're from Orlando. And so, you know, we're probably somewhere between 10 and 15 weddings a year on average. And it's not the biggest part of our business at all, but we definitely shoot them. And so um, we shot this engagement session, and it was the degree of difficulty of this engagement. It was the hardest engagement session I've ever shot. Here's some, a couple of unique features. I shot the entire thing on a tripod. Okay. I shot the entire thing with a 16 to 35. That's wide. Yeah. Full frame? Full frame. Yeah, that's 16 wide. to 35. Yeah. Um, I shot the entire thing using the ice light and a speed light with a blue gel on it. Okay. All right. So what it was is uh, there's this um, bar in Orlando, and it's called the Player One Video Game Bar. And so it's essentially this, um, it's a bar with great beers on tap and all this stuff where the bartenders usually, um, and all the employees are females, and they do cosplay. And then there's a bunch of 150 classic arcade machines, and they got rock bands set up. And it's just you can sit and chill, play video games, and the whole nine yards. Thing is, the whole place is painted pitch black, and it's 30-foot ceilings, pitch black, with like random bright neon signs and video game screens and LCDs and all that stuff. There's no place to bounce your light. There's no reflection at all. Exactly. And so um, that it was the uh, probably the degree of difficulty on shooting it was probably the most difficult engagement session I've ever shot. Because normally it's like, let's go to a park or the beach or whatever, or somewhere that's significant to us or where we got engaged or Disney or something like that. And typically you're outside, you got a lot of options, but this place was tough. I shot the entire thing. I think every image was, the shutter speed was no faster than a 20th of a second. Just to bring all that detail as much as I possibly could into right, the shot. because it's a pitch black room. It was a pitch black room, man, and it was difficult. I can imagine um, someone going into it and saying, like, holy crap, how do I do this? Because yeah. you, you could get images, but getting good images with detail and stuff that looks really good would be extremely, extremely difficult. And I got home and I felt like, it wasn't particularly physically strenuous, but mentally it was exhausting just because I had to keep like thinking of ideas on right. how to get it done. Right. And so um, there, were, there were parts where, and I don't often pat myself on the back. But oh, let's, uh, not, let's mm, not lie. Nah. Okay, I, I hurt my arm patting yeah, myself right. on the back. No, but I felt really good coming back from it. And Derek and I were talking about this on the way over here, that um, uh, there are so many different skills in photography and I found myself as I was in this this difficult shooting situation that I was drawing on so many different things to get this job done. Whereas I've heard photographers say things like I don't shoot with flash or I only shoot with flash or you know I'm a natural life photographer or I don't own a tripod. Or this is the lens I shoot everything with this right. or I don't like shooting on a tripod and there are all these different things I hear from photographers on all areas of the business where they like these they do or they don't do this or I'm this or I'm that. But in that situation, I had to be whatever would get the job done. Right. And what got the job done was a couple of things I've never, I don't think I've ever shot an engagement session on a tripod before. I don't think I've ever even used a 16 to 35 on an engagement session before. It's a very tight, like just rows of arcade machines facing each other. And right. It was a really, really difficult degree of difficulty. Physically not super strenuous, although I was moving a lot of gear around. But it was, um, I can imagine, um, 
someone going into that situation and being one uh, a primarily wedding photographer who shoots mostly natural light and just being confounded. But this is what she, as with the bride and groom, asked me for. Right. Because this was like a, an important place to them. Because they're both video game nerds and they're not a mushy couple. They don't really like the romantic stuff. They want it to be fun and poppy and bright. Basically like... Um, like a Japanese game show. This sort cool. of, yeah. <laughs> like well, I saw one that you put one of the pictures on Facebook, and I saw it. and It's yeah. fantastic. I, I love, Thanks, the, I love, the, I love the. High, you instantly get the idea of it, and 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 the whole the idea of the shoot and, and what was going on there. And it, I really thought it was cool. But the um, the overall point why I bring it up is not because hey I did this and it was great because I was very happy with how it turned out. I was literally dreading doing it the whole day. The shoot we didn't do the shoot until about four thirty in the afternoon when the place opened. And I had such a crappy attitude about it. Like, I was at the studio, I was working, I was getting stuff done. And in the back of my mind, I was just dreading. I had this, like, dark cloud over my head because I'm thinking, this is a really tough room to shoot. It's, it's something I haven't done before. I have, I have no frame of reference for this. And um, by the time I got there, you know, and I had just resolved, like, look, you're just going to do it because this is somebody's engagement photos, this is somebody's wedding, this is important, and you just have to sort of sack up and do this thing. Right, and um, I find that I I have done that over the course of my career a lot. Like I have been negative. Do you do you, do you get like the uh, when you're going into a shoot and you just feel like like grumpy about it? Because I, I I feel like I've done that kind of a lot. No, not uh, not too much. No, not really. I mean, not not because of the nature of the shoot. Um, that you know, and that's the difference between you and me. Like I'm a video game nerd, so like if it was me, I would have been excited about that shoot, even though I knew it was going to be really hard. Um, I would have been excited about the potential that I might get something really extraordinary here, you know. Well, that's so, where I got so, eventually, yeah. and that's and that's where you ended up. I'm sure that's where I because yeah. eventually I was like, you know, this is something that I don't do all the time, right? And honestly, I get sometimes feeling stagnant. I do so much of the same thing on a daily basis, right? I feel like I haven't really pushed myself in a long time, and just I was reminded again of how important it is to push yourself outside your comfort zone for stuff like that. It becomes a really um, it becomes a really useful thing to inspire and inform the rest of your work and the rest of your life is to take something like that and go, and, and just instead of being worried or scared of a challenge, you just go, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get something out of it. And it was really cool. I got out of my comfort zone. I got out of my studio for the first time right. in, in a long time. And it was, I like getting out of my, out of my comfort zone. You know, I shoot the beach all the time. And every once in a while, you know, I'll get that couple that we want an engagement session or whatever. And we, uh, we don't want to go to the beach. Can we go to this park or this place you've never been before? And I'm always excited about it. I, I know, I'm gonna, I know it's going to be more work for me because it's not autopilot. Right. You know, but um, it's also nice to break out from your normal, for lack of a better word, rut. Well, that's the perfect word for it is autopilot. Yeah. If you do the same thing, if you're a pretty specialized business, and you're pretty specialized right. and I'm pretty specialized, we do the same things day in and day out. And. I was, you know, and I'm now I'm thinking I got all these ideas in my head. It's like, oh, I could do this shoot and I could do this shoot. Like, it's fun to get those, to take advantage of those. Whereas I feel bad that I had a crappy attitude going to looking at it. Like, I didn't right. want to. And it was out by Disney, which is like 45 minute drive for me. And so it was just all these reasons. I was like, I got to go do this today. But I had such a good time doing it. And, right. You, you know, just giving giving your clients your best all the time is really important. But pushing yourself outside that comfort zone was really cool for me today. I just thought it would be a fun thing to share. Well, I saw, I saw one of the pictures, and be sure and send me one. Uh, we can get it on the website as well. Okay. Because uh, I, really, I really thought it was cool. We'll and, get it on the Facebook yeah. page. And when I saw it, I was like, I wish I had been, you know, I wish I had had that job because that would have been really cool. It was cool. Do. Great couple. Yeah. Great concept. It was just, you know, definitely not. I mean, the whole thing I shot, I think, at ISO 1600 or 2000. Right. Like, it was dark. The room is so dark. I can't tell you how t- 
tough of a room if you walked into oh, this yeah. night we have thing. a we have a venue in Tampa called the uh, Ritz Ebor in Ebor City called the Ritz and it's a live music venue and every once in a while I'll get a wedding or a bar mitzvah there and it's it's got to be 40 feet ceilings and the whole room is painted black it's just a giant black square and good luck lighting it yeah oh you my know. gosh so you've got to throw up tripods and lights, two or three speed lights around the room, trying like the dance floor, and, and it's it's definitely a challenge to, to do it. But you, you know, it goes back a little bit to what we were saying last week about being a wedding photographer. Is you've got to be able to pull from so many different things. My question is, you said you used a speed light with a blue gel, which I'm guessing you were using it like as a kicker or, yeah. or a backlight. Yep. See, now I find that to be interesting uh, because not everybody would have necessarily taken that step and thought to thought, you know. Um, in this room with all of these lights from all of these machines, they should have some sort of a glow coming right. off of them. And that glow should be a colored glow. So let me put a colored speed light on them. I think a lot of people would not, would not, wouldn't have gone that step. It's actually really cool. Um, it's the, the, the company is called Rogue that makes them. And they're just a pack with like 25 or 30 different colored speed light gels. And it comes with like, basically it's, it's this equivalent of the type of material and size of like a Livestrong bracelet. Mm-hmm. And you use it to strap around the the head of the uh, speed light, and you can pick whatever colors. I shot at a I shot a wedding one time where all the groomsmen had different superhero t shirts on under their you know tuxedo mm-hmm, shirts, mm-hmm. which I, I've seen quite a few times on mm-hmm. Pinterest and here and there. I've done and it. So that's and they asked me to do it, but all I had to do was I had ten minutes, and I had a um, the the hotel room where they were getting ready where, where we could do this shot, and then they were getting married. That was it. That was all the time I had. So I took the speed light. And I put a, I had a color gel to match each one of their shirts. It was Green Lantern, Captain America, Superman, you know, whatever. And so um, I had, I put a speed light on the ground behind them. And then I put a different color gel on. I changed the color gel for each person and it changed the color of the white wall behind them. So Iron Man had a red wall behind him and then Superman had right. a blue wall behind him and, and, uh, and Green Lantern had a green wall behind him. And I ended up able to do that because I had this just cool little set. I think it's 30 bucks, 40 bucks for the whole set. Comes with a little Velcro pouch. And you just throw it in your camera bag. It that really lives on the bottom of my camera bag underneath right, my lenses, right. and I use it all the time. It's really, really useful to add those, be able to add those colors, and just to add a little pop if you've got a situation that might be boring, or you've got 150 arcade machines putting off a bunch of different colors, and you want to add sort of that to the, you know, to the image. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're 100. You're 100 right, though. The, the, I, there have been many jobs. I, I, rel- I seldom go into a job where I'm where I'm dreading it. But there have been a lot of jobs where you go into it feeling one way and you come out of it feeling another way. You know, <laughs> right. you go into it just, uh, 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 and you come out of it just charged up about it or feeling great about it. And I, I think it's one of the good things about it, about what we do is that we have that sort of profession. And a lot of people they don't get that experience in their day to day job. Yeah, that's true. I think you know um, there aren't a whole lot of accountants that go into their job every day and be like, "Oh man, I had this really cool experience that is going to be applicable to my life and my personal vision." You know, <laughs> it's like, "Hey, that reminds me." This has this is a uh, I don't know why it reminds me, but speaking of Derek, um, it just seems to me the other day that you were asking a question online or something, and I and uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, uh, but you were asking for some advice and yeah. is it something you can talk about on the air. Yeah, I can talk about. I'm just not going to mention any company names. We right, actually okay. talked about it on the way over here would be a good topic for the show. I think I know what you're talking. Okay, about. Okay, okay. Then we'll go. You want to go ahead and, and tell us what that was, and we can talk about. Uh, that? Yeah. So I shoot. Uh, for part of the year, um, nationwide dance action portraiture, high volume, super high volume. So you basically and, go to like dance competitions and you shoot, and then they sell the pictures to the parents of the kids in the dance competition. Right? Okay, hundred kids. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah. We, my daughter's in dance competitions, mm-hmm. so I know exactly what you're talking. about. There's always a guy shooting everything, and then you go out and they've got computers set up, and you can see and you can pick and, it's and crazy buy. long hours. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's like, oh, twelve yeah. to sixteen hour days. Yeah. yeah, two to three day weekends, not including like your flight time. 
anyway, a, a new company has just surfaced. They're, they're their competition. And this company has reached out to our event managers and uh, photographers like myself to shoot for them, trying to in, not so much increase our wage, but offer us like a stipend and this so-and-so. So I'm in the position of, well, should I choose this new company who might be a little more professional or should I choose the other company who's going to give me more work, more consistency? And for right now. For, for now. Because I know this isn't going to be long-term. Do I have room for negotiation? What's my... Do I have like right to uh, what's restriction of trade? Um, is that my leverage? Like, where? What's my jurisdiction okay, to so, go about this? Like, what should I do? All right, let me let me let me see if I understand. You're working for one company, Correct. and they're giving you quite a bit of work. Yeah. And now another company has come along, and they want to hire you away or hire you in addition to your other work. Basically, the other company. Yeah. Yeah, they're the uh, our company's competition. Right. Well, let me also it. preface that he'll go and shoot over the course of a weekend and make like over a thousand bucks sometimes. Like it's good money. Okay. It's really hard work. And so during the season, Derek makes well, the majority of his income yeah. from doing this. And okay. it's, and it's also, they fly you out there. They're, they're supposed to give you a stipend for food and stuff. And you get pretty good money for shooting, especially if it's like if you're learning, if you're apprenticing. It's, it's a good gig. Right. But new company comes along, looks like they might intend to treat their people a little better. Might be a little cushier of a job, but they can't guarantee as much work as the one you're working for right now. Okay. So for the so moment, you're saying do you do you hop to do you hop to the other company that's going to pay you better, but you're not so sure they're going to be able to provide you you're with the amount a piece of business. Of the story though. Okay. Company he works for now says we won't use you anymore if you go work for these guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, which, is, which doesn't surprise work. me. It's all contract work though. Right. He's not an employee. Right. So that's the question. What do you do? Do you? take a bet on going with the new company or stay with the people that stay with the guaranteed work or do you try to go with a new company that's growing or do you try to negotiate a better wage to not to to agree to not compete with them for the year or time being okay i have a little bit of experience uh, in this area uh, from the other side of the coin uh, being a, a company that hires photographers mm-hmm. uh th- there's nothing wrong with leveraging, and there's nothing wrong with negotiating. There's nothing wrong, you know, there are, there are some people who think there is, and there are, there are some bosses who get offended if you just even dare come to them and say, I would like more money, or I have a better offer. Those, those people are not necessarily the people you want to work for anyway. Um, uh, I'm not that way. If someone comes to me and says, you know what, um, I've got a chance to go do this other thing, and it's going to pay me more money than you're paying me, I understand that. You've got, you know, you've got a family to feed, and so that's, that's, that's what you want to do. You and Bobby have a beach wedding company. Right, and we hire photographers to work for us. And So if there was a competing beach wedding company, direct competition for you and your same clients, right. would you allow your shooters to shoot for the other company and you? I can say that it would depend on the shooter, because we have hired shooters to work for us who also work for the other beach wedding companies, uh, who are just freelance, commercial, and I need a shooter, and this guy's good, so I hire him, he shoots for us, and the next weekend he's shooting for somebody else. Okay, so I've done that. No problem. However, where I run into a problem is when I take a shooter who has no experience and doesn't know how to do this job, and I train them to do it the way I want it done for my company, and then they jump ship and take that particular set of skills that I've taught them to another company. Yeah, but there's no way around that. There's no way around it, but if you do that, you're not coming back to work unless for they're in, Unless they, you hire them and they're an employee. Because if you're on a contract basis, right. which is like a 1099, you, you don't have the right to say... No, I can't stop them you from doing it, but I, can tell you no personally, but I can tell you personally that if I give you a, if I give you, if I give you a living 
and then you want to go and give it to somebody else, then, uh, then go ahead. More power to you. But I'm not giving you a living anymore. You can go get your living from him now. You know, and, but that's only in a situation where I take somebody from, who knows nothing and I teach them my style, my lighting, my everything to get their images up, elevated to a really high level, and then they want to jump and do that for my competition and still work for me? No. You, you can go do it for my competition, but you're not going to still work for me. All right, Derek, do you feel like they trained you to do the job? Do you feel like you were being approached by this other company because I, I of the, the skills you I, possess having learned to do them for the first one? That's exactly I, I approached the company knowing that I had the skill to, to shoot uh, action portraiture, but I, but I also learned how better to take those those photos throughout the the many hundreds of thousands i i think i've shot almost a, over a million photos right just with in the in the season and a half that i've shot with them so like th- 3 minutes uh, uh, 300 sessions in a weekend 3 3 minutes a session like well here's boom, the thing here, here's the thing i mean and you and you can't just say to somebody listen you can't use the experience that you have to to better your life of course not so you're absolutely free to go and better your life and Correct. do those things however do not be surprised when the company that gave you that experience doesn't want to hire you anymore that is not i don't find that to be unusual at all yeah. because they're like you know hey you know if you want to go onwards and upwards and be better fine but you're doing it without me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, I'll find somebody else and bring them along, and you can go and do your better thing. So here's the thing: make sure before you, because you will in effect be burning that bridge. Make yeah. sure before you burn that bridge that the uh, other company, the other boat you're jumping to, is going to be worth it. Because what you don't want to do is jump ship and find out that the second ship you jump to is not that good, and now you can't go exactly. back to the ship you were on yeah. before, and you're screwed. That's where I'm trying to find what the yeah. best approach for advice would be, is what, what, what would most people do? What should I do? And even if I don't jump ship, what should, like, how to educate myself in, in that direction? Well, my advice is I've got to, you know, at your level, experience is key. It's, yeah, absolutely. But the amount of money that you get paid right now, I, don't think, it, I think as you get paid well, and I think that um, that if you want the consistent work, you should stay where you're at. Yeah. But um, and the other thing is, that, that, who's to say that the same opportunity won't come along again six months right. from now or a year from now when that company's Correct. more established yeah. and it's not such a big risk for you? It's not like they won't hire you later. You yeah. Know, no. They, yeah. Exactly. You know, whereas you run more of a risk of burning the bridge with the company that exactly. you're with than you do of saying, "I'm sorry, I really, really did yeah. what you're doing, but." I need the consistency right now. Yeah, they're not going to be offended and be like, "Well, we're never going to no, hire you." No, totally. they, you know, it won't like the offend people them at all. That hired you, trained you. Yeah, they could get offended. The, I mean, training, and I probably wouldn't want to hire you back either. No, <laughs> and that, that's that's another thing. Even though they might not be the most professional company, I still want to maintain my professional aspect. As I'm a loyal photographer, you you showed me you showed me these things, and I want to give you the first option. To, to what's going on. Well, I can tell you, too, also, that from my point of view, uh, on, it, it, that it also has, uh, it's, and it's not just any job, okay? Like, if, you, know, if, if, you know, if you were saying, I want to go shoot, like, you know, when you came and shot a wedding for me, this company that you do, yeah. they didn't say, you, you know, oh, no, you can't go shoot weddings because we're not going to hire you anymore. No, it's because you want to go shoot specifically for their competition. Yeah. And that's going to piss off anybody, well, if you have any experience working as a contract shooter or hiring, uh, having employees versus contract shooters, send us your thoughts and give Derek your advice. Post it on the Facebook page. That's at Photobomb Podcast. Or email questions at photobombpodcast.com. And right now, what I want to do, guys, is before we move on to our next topic of discussion, I want to bring up a few things. First is, coming up the weekend of the uh, November the 8th, I will be speaking at Photo World Chicago 
at the Crown Plaza downtown Chicago, their annual uh, convention of the uh, Association of Professional Photographers of Illinois, Photo World Chicago. And if you want more information on that, just Google Photo World Chicago, and it'll come right up, and you'll see a picture of me smiling, and uh, you can get all the information there. Uh, I would be awesome to see you and uh, all that stuff. What do you got coming up, Ray? I will be in Orlando on 1020, speaking at the Orlando Guild. Will you be there? I will be this there. This will be the first time you've ever actually come. I've spoken at your guild before. No, you were there the first time I ever spoke at I was guild. there, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be doing a whole thing on, uh, on uh, off-camera lighting, on-camera lighting, all TTL. I find, I find it interesting that a lot of people are confused by TTL flash. Yeah, I, I am actually confused by TTL flash. That kills me because to me, manual is harder than TTL. Well, if you, I learned to use it before TTL oh, was okay. really a thing. There was no viable off-camera version of TTL. Right. Like everybody could do TTL on the camera pretty much because it was no big deal. But using multiple flashes with TTL on and off-camera. It's you know it is a it's a tougher thing especially for people who learn manual. I can see I, I can see that because there are and also dials and readings and controls in the camera that you don't really use with manual that you now have to use with TTL. You have to take things into account that you didn't have to take into account before. So we're going to be talking about that because I'm I I'm very big on I I work very fast. Nobody better to and teach I use a lot of TTL. So we're doing that in Orlando on ten twenty. Then on ten twenty six and ten twenty seven I will be in Tallahassee. I'll be speaking at the Tallahassee Guild on ten twenty six. On ten twenty seven I'll be doing a one day PPA sanctioned seminar. We're going to go to the beach and I'm going to teach how to shoot in every lighting condition you can possibly run into at the beach. The bad lighting conditions, the good ones, you name it. I'm going to show you how to do it. To find out more about Bure speaking in Orlando on October the 20th, go to ppscf.com. You can go to tallahassephotographers.com to find out about Tallahassee. And then hopefully, well, no, we know for a fact coming up on the 19th of January, this is way in advance, but I'll be speaking at Imaging USA. I'll be teaching there. That's right. Super one day at Imaging USA. Essays. We won't get That's too much into that. In Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia. We'll be teaching and, and imaging. And also, hopefully, uh, things are progressing well, and, and hopefully everything's going to go fine. It's going down. It's going down. It's Coming going up on down. the 20th of February. Photobomb Live. That's right. Photobomb Live in South Carolina at their big convention there. You will be teaching on headshots. You I will, will be teaching on weddings, and we will be broadcasting live with the Photobomb podcast. We're very excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the audience participation should yes. be really yes. cool. Oh, I'm very excited. Very excited about so, that. Hopefully, and, and if the uh, van isn't fixed, then you can drive us, Derek, to yeah, South Carolina. that'd be awesome. He drives a <laughs> Golf GTI or a VW GTI. Yeah, oh, I would kill myself if I had to go all the way to South Carolina in a Golf yeah, GTI. Yeah, your legs are too long to yeah, ride in the front it. or the back of that car. All right. Uh, one other thing uh, before we uh, sign off is that we need to we're make not sure. We're not signing off. We're not signing off? No, oh, we're well, just doing our announcement. Then technically, this is before we sign off. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please go and give us a review on iTunes. We need a reviews and reviews and more reviews on iTunes to get us noticed and so that people will come and listen to us so we can get more cool stuff to give away. We're working on cool stuff to give away even now. I am working in, in things are in the works for yes. a big, big prize yes, right now. Yes, but the like, more listeners we have, the more cool stuff we can get to give away. So please tell your friends the podcast doesn't exist without your help. Should I have been singing while you did No, that? we don't have to do that bit every time. I, it's, it's such a good it bit. It is a good bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can give a lock of my hair away to one lucky No, we want people reviewer. to actually listen to the podcast. That's <laughs> disgusting. That is awful. Oh. I have nice hair. You do have hair. You do have, you do have hair. Bobby asked me, by the way, he, uh, Derek worked a, a photo booth for me at a bat mitzvah. And uh, Bobby asked me, you know, d- you know, did the girls love, love Derek and his hair? And you were, I didn't feel like you were overwhelmed. I thought that you would really, that the girls would really just be, oh, like around you that's and stuff. That's what I thought, too. But they really weren't. Being at a bat mitzvah with my hair, that's yeah. what I expected. I just thought that you would be, that they would be very... <laughs> 
You're very attracted to you. But I will say this, for the, I, I, that that it seemed like the kids really were hanging out at the photo booth a Dude, lot. they loved it, yeah. They really, more than usual, they were hanging around the photo booth, and I think that's because it was Derek. Derek told me something really funny okay. that happened. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I haven't heard your version, your end yeah, of the story is, I know what's coming. All right, yeah. Boo tell, 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 tell the story what happened. We're, we're, at the, we're at the thing, and we're close to wrapping up, right? And, so we're, and we're closing up, and suddenly... I'm just, you know. Disclaimer, we're, we're, I was being thoughtful. You were okay? being you were being thoughtful, but it was just one of those he's wrapping up the cords and stuff, and I'm standing there, and we're putting stuff away. And suddenly, Derek, I mean, Lala, I'm gonna move away from the microphone because Derek goes, Don't do that! And you know, and I'm like, what? What's that? You know, I think something's, you know, what? And I and I'm like, what? And he's like, that kid was about to step on that balloon. <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, you don't have to you don't have to yell at the kid. You because don't know he was, the motive. Though. Because he was gonna pop a balloon. Well, you, he's just a kid popping a balloon at a bar mitzvah. Why would you yell at him? And Derek's like, well, I, I was I was worried about your hearing aids. <laughs> no, listen, if this the balloon, balloon popped, like 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 <laughs> like it would the, the popping of the balloon would be so loud that my head would explode. The sonic force yes. from a popping balloon know, would short circuit the mechanism inside your <laughs> my hearing aids. <laughs> loud noises, loud noises. That's right. But and, you know, come if, on. If, if you if you were there and you saw the balloon, it was a balloon, a normal sized balloon blown up. Like if you would have shown it a pin, it would have exploded. And this kid was chasing it around, grabbed it, and it's squeaking in his hands. He places it on the floor and brings his knee up to go stomp on it and had there not been a table I would have had it already dove and stopped him <laughs> diving across the table jumping on the grenade no no yes. don't do it and Bure looks at me and goes just take it down about halfway and I was like I'm so sorry like, yeah I'm like what are you yelling what are you screaming at this kid about and everything you know and, and he's like well I was, I was worried about your hearing aids I'm like, dude, my hearing aids can t- can handle the popping of a balloon. Oh my god, it's a big balloon, bro. But I do appreciate you thinking that I uh, that me and my hearing aids are so fragile that you have to look out for me. I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> Derek. You're, you're welcome. Real American heroes, <laughs> Mr. Balloon Popping Disaster Preventer. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> also say this, though. We had had some problems with the software with the photo booth. Um, and so uh, I thought, I, and I had it resolved. And we went five photo booths in a row, row without ever having any problems. And then Derek did the photo <sighs> booth. And bingo, the software problem. It's funny. He's like it's a my hair. He's like a black hole of efficiency and and function because when he gets near stuff, it just starts to like he sucks all of the good luck yeah. and function. I'm like that island lost. Yeah, because <laughs> it broke. It stopped working, and so I have a you second. You like the island software. from Lost? Like everything uh, yeah. just works weird. Yeah, around I'm you. Bermuda Bermuda fro. If you don't okay. put if you don't put the code in every like twenty eight minutes, <laughs> Derek's fro explodes. Four, 18, 13. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. For the love of God. <laughs> Nothing. Do not happen. step on that balloon. <laughs> Can't you see that a man here has hearing aids? What are you thinking, man? I could see if he was going to shoot off like I don't know, like a, a grenade, yes, or, or like or a like grenade. Oh, I would have dived out of the way, or like an M eighty or something. But instead, no, it was <laughs> <laughs> popping oh, a balloon man. at a bar mitzvah. You should have seen it. All right, it was uh, a right. that that kid was terrifying. Well, I appreciate the concern. <laughs> Are we ready to wrap this thing yeah, up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, don't forget you can find us online at photobombpodcast.com. You can email us at uh, questions at photobombpodcast.com. Gary is at hughesfioretti.com. I am at burayperry.com. We are on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, I think that's it. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. I get to say bye last. No. See you later. <laughs> bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. Hasta la vista. Okay, you can have it. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>